The Bruins hunt for first place in the Pac-12 standings is still alive, and UCLA will square off with the number one team in the conference tonight, Arizona State. They are dangling to a half-game lead for first in the conference, UCLA only a half game back. Welcome in to Locked On Bruins. I'm Brian Fenley. I'm a national anchor for Fox Sports Radio, a co-host for the Bruin Insider Show, which airs on the radio on Tuesdays in Los Angeles. I do that with Nick Cope and Bruin basketball legend and former NBA superstar, former NBA first-round draft pick Tracy Murray, who is also part of the radio broadcast team for UCLA Hoops. And as well as this Hoops team is playing, obviously that has had some impact on our listenership here. Thanks to all of you for checking out the show now because we have risen 20%. We have had a 20% boost in listenership this month compared to last. And I'm not one to point at me and say it's all about me because it's not. It's not. It's because of you and it's because of what Mick Cronin has done orchestrating this mid-season turnaround that has the Bruins right on the NCAA tournament bubble and certainly puts them in a great spot to get even closer to a berth into the big dance if they can win tonight. And as I've said before, you want daily Bruin content? This is the Poly Pavilion for UCLA Sports Podcast. So please subscribe to this show Also, I want to make myself as available as possible through Twitter, through email, comment, anything that you think perhaps you have a prediction for this game, perhaps you have some insight into what you think will be the difference in this matchup tonight, feel free to send it my way, and if you're comfortable, I'll certainly talk about it on upcoming podcasts. My email is LockedOnBruins at gmail.com, and my Twitter is at Brian Fenley. So here is what is on the menu for this show. My signature three keys to the game, which is obviously where I pick three themes that will make the biggest say or the biggest impact on the winner of this game, what it's going to come down to. Those three keys I will line up for you and bring that to the forefront. Also, there are a couple Bruins, and I wanted to, to do a little spark notes, synopsis on them. Joshua Kelly, Devin Asiasi, two people that are part of the NFL combine that is going on this week in Indianapolis, want to update you on how they're doing and how they feel this week is going for them. And speaking of UCLA football, some news from the team as the guys get ready for the spring swing of practices. But let's start with the pressing issue, which is tonight's game. And I will be there. I cannot wait to be there. And hopefully many of you listening to this podcast will be there as well. If you see me, please say hi and let's support these Bruins. I think they're pretty close to selling this thing out tonight. Might have a couple tickets that... Still trying to to sell, but it should be a raucous environment, and you can't understate how much is at stake for both of these teams. The Bruins have won five in a row. Arizona State has won seven in a row. And before I get into my three keys to the game, 
there were a couple things that Arizona State star player Alonzo Verge said in the media component or availability before this game coming up tonight. And look, I told you yesterday that Verge was going to be perhaps the catalyst or the X factor. And I'm still thinking that way. I don't change my mind within a day of a podcast. But this guy, what I've come to understand and learn about him is this guy is not only a good player, but he's one of those guys who takes it above and beyond in terms of trash talking. And it was documented that last week when Arizona State hosted the Oregon schools, he in Verge would make shots and he would right afterwards stare down the Oregon or Oregon State bench. So this guy thinks very highly of himself, seemingly a little bit maybe self-conceited here. And that's why when you think about a guy who, sure, he is what Tracy Murray calls a microwave, a guy that you plug in the game, he fills up the stat sheet. Those are just players that are invaluable to a team. But if you can get into his mind and frazzle him, I think that's going to be a big difference. So he loves to chuck the three. So my first key to the game here is capping Arizona State to eight three-pointers made or less. Eight three-pointers made or less. We can't have what happened last time we played them where they just threw up everything in from 35 feet and it all seemingly went through the cup. And that was a lot to do because we didn't have Jalen Hill. Jalen Hill was not in that game in our first meeting with the Sun Devils and our defense suffered mightily. But key number one, Limit Arizona State to eight made three-pointers or less. The second component, or my second key to the game here, is when you think about the fast-break offense, that this is what Arizona State wants to do. They want to get Verge running downhill. They want him to attack in transition. The Bruins, and they've said all of the right things recently, where... Players will tell you, look, the difference recently is when we make a mistake, we don't dote on it, and we think about not the last play, but the next play. I think that was a problem, not understanding that completely. That's what affected the Bruins against Arizona State when they first played earlier this year, because the Bruins would make a mistake, and then they would compound the problem by loafing back on defense, and then Arizona State gets to the cup and scores in transition where they ran up the score and absolutely took it and won convincingly because of their fast-break offense. So if we take a bad shot, which, goodness gracious, that has not been an issue, and I can't understate like how nice that is to see, right? I mean... In the past, it's been, let's chuck anything that's within 30 feet. But there's such a better focus with these players in shot selection. But still, if they do make a mistake, because nobody's perfect, you can't compound that problem 
by slugging back on defense. So I'm saying Arizona State keep them to 15 points or less in the fast break. 15 points or less in the fast break for Arizona State is my second key to the game. My third and final key to the game here, and it's pretty bland, and I'm going to explain what I mean here because you'll say, well, what do you mean? My third key is stay composed if you're UCLA. Okay, Brian, what do you mean by that? That's pretty, you know, anybody could say that about anybody. What I'm saying particularly is, look, there's a whole lot of talk coming into this game. There's a whole lot of chatter on Twitter. There is a whole lot of people and you have used social media as a vehicle to build up this matchup and create some fire and as Mick Cronin had said recently, you know, Twitter can be your worst enemy because you can look at that social media device and you can as a player you can you can read all the the notes about you about how great you are and all these things. However, that doesn't help you and it basically will stunt you from playing well because a lot of times your ego latches on to things that are on social media. Or you are privy to hearing all these negative things that are said about you on social media. So what I'm hoping is when I say stay composed for the Bruins, you have to understand that there is a whole lot going on in this game. Arizona State says they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder because they feel like even though they're first in the Pac-12 standings, that nobody really cares and that they are the forgotten stepchild in the Pac-12 standings. And I'm not going to disagree with them because even though the Bruins have only won five games in a row, they seemingly have taken more of the national spotlight here and they're getting more talk in the national media and pundits. So my third and final key here revolves around the Bruins have to understand that even though there's going to be a lot of emotion involved in this game, there's going to be a tremendous crowd here, perhaps the biggest crowd all season long for UCLA with the student section there and also with the the thoughts of the NCAA tournament on your mind, Pac-12 standings and positioning there and trying to finish first in the Pac-12 standings and all of this pressure and everybody's saying all these things and there's the the rivalry and the jabbing on social media and all of this stuff, you have to separate yourself from all of that. And I hope Mick Cronin does a great job of putting on the blinders for his players. You know, the tunnel vision. If you're a racehorse, they put the blinders on a horse so that they can't see anything but what's in front of them. And metaphorically, that's exactly what UCLA needs to do when they size up this game. And if they can go at it that way, they're going to win the game. They are going to win the game. They can't get nervous and tentative, and they can't overthink all that is going into this game. If they start ruminating about what this game means and how much this will lead to that, and if we do this and we do that, they're going to come out flat. All right, I've been digging up some stuff on a couple Bruins that are participating in NFL 
Combine action in Indianapolis. Obviously, Bruin tight end Devin Asiasi has been there, and I know he's probably not too thrilled with his bench press numbers. He had only 16 reps of the bench press, which among tight ends was kind of at the bottom. Now, he had a, a media chat with reporters, and a part of it was listed online, and Asiasi the questions that I heard thrust in his direction were about him being a not-so-good blocker, and that seemed to be the biggest critique of him, and can he be a better blocker and show that he is capable of doing that? Because as a tight end, obviously that is a big part of your role playing football. And Asiasi basically said, look, if you, if you take a glance at, my tape, you'll see that I know how to block and that I'm continually working on it. Look, that might be the downside to Asiasi to right now, but there's so much potential within him based upon his catch radius and his explosion after the after the catch and his ability to, to break away. And I, there's so much to love about his skill set He's he's just getting criticized for the blocking, and so that has been his biggest focal point in trying to convince scouts, hey, look, let me prove to you that I can do that. So that's what he's working on. Joshua Kelly, the beloved running back at UCLA, from walk-on to star and amazing all-around human being, he was one of... 30 running backs that had been invited to the NFL Combine. And during Joshua Kelly, when he had some quick chats with the media, there was a bit of it that was posted online. And he said, quote, when he was describing himself, I think the question that came to him was something around the basis of who is Joshua Kelly? And Joshua Kelly responded, what you see is what you get, adding, quote, I'm not putting up a front. I like to laugh. I like to smile. I'm goofy. I love the game of football, and I want people to see that. He then was asked another question about the tools that he can bring to an NFL franchise, and his answer centered on the versatility that he can bring in terms of, look, he's got the entire range. He said he's quick, explosive, footwork. He says he can show a team he can do anything. And I think from an underrated perspective, he's a much better blocker than he was when he first came to UCLA. And I think that he's also been a better catcher out of the backfield. He said going into his senior year, that was like the biggest focus for him was being able to be a better pass catcher and blocking. So that's an added element that he has developed in his game. And obviously, Joshua Kelly, he's going up against some really, you know, other stud running backs in the country. You know, the likes of DeAndre Swift at at Georgia, J.K. Dobbins, you've probably heard the name at Ohio State, Jonathan Taylor with Wisconsin and... Clyde Edwards-Hilaire of LSU. So a ton of exposure for Joshua Kelly. But if you roam through social media, 
and a lot of the reporters that are there charting out the progress of the players that have attended this NFL Combine, and particularly the running backs, seemingly it looks like Joshua Kelly has boosted his stock, and he started doing that based upon, you might remember, I talked about this a little bit, but his senior bowl performance where he went off in the time he was given and has ever since seemingly been elevated in the the draft boards of teams. So all encouraging signs. You have a ton of stuff, though, coming up on Friday in terms of the, the 40 times and all of that stuff and more on the Bruins at the NFL Combine. But because we have the game that is taking place tonight on the hardwood, we're going to probably talk all about that game on Friday. So all the NFL Combine talk we will push to next week. But coming up in our final segment here, yeah, we've talked about a couple Bruins that are making themselves a, a pro here very shortly by showing off against the scouts with Asiasi and Kelly and their other Bruins as well. But what about the current football team? What's in store for them next? We'll get into that right after this. Final segment of the show here on Locked on Bruins, and I am preoccupied. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm obsessing over this game tonight between the Sun Devils and the Bruins. Maybe you are as well. I feel that way because there is so much at stake. This could be the turning point, I believe, for UCLA to re-cement themselves as a perennial power in the Pac-12. This is not just a one win. This is not just a win that could get them into first place in the Pac-12 standings. More importantly, this is the kind of win that will signify the Bruins are back. That's what I believe. That is what I believe. You have to win this one. And look, there have been a lot of chirping on the Arizona State side. A lot of their players talking smack. The Bruins have done a great job of not going down that road. You need motivation. All you got to do is listen to a pregame speech from Mick Cronin. And my biggest concern here is that the Bruins, and I already echoed this earlier in the show, but they have to not get caught up in the whirlwind of the moment. Play focused. Play engaged. That is what's going to get them to win this game. Don't get overwhelmed by what is going on. And I think that the more that this team has with McCronin, the more he is going to teach them how to handle situations like this. Because so far they've done really well in, in handling the pressure. But as games get more critical, more important, how do they handle that? We're going to see what this team is made of tonight. I will be there I hope you are as well. And quickly, one note from football. They start up their spring ball on Tuesday. Spring game or glorified workout that will be an open exhibition to the fans will be on April 18th. Not a whole lot of details on that yet. But as you know, this football team has some position groups that are stacked with talent and other ones that they're searching for anybody to play lot of thin positions where there's not a whole lot of depth. A lot of that's due to some of the transfers, but we will have a lot of fun looking into the future, predicting what players might slot where, 
We'll do that in the spring. We'll do that in the summer. We've got a lot of time, a lot of time in between football and basketball to do that. But for now, this has been Locked on Bruins. Stick around for tomorrow's episode because we will have the most comprehensive breakdown and analysis of this game tonight. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm Brian Fenley.